Hello, great morning and welcome back to the Great Morning Podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful sleep or a wonderful day if you're not listening to this in the morning. (laughs) And yeah, I hope you're really excited for this episode. So continuing on from my really long ramble last week, talking about planning a trip, one of the big considerations is who are you going to travel with? So this episode, we pretty much all focused on solo traveling, solo travel, but just because all of my experience on all my like big trips has kind of been solo traveling, I will be mostly talking about that. And I highly, highly recommend solo traveling. I think everyone should do it at least once in their life. You just learn so much about yourself and it can be a really, really rewarding experience. But of course, there's no upsides without downsides. So I'll be talking a little bit about the things to be aware of, things to think about while you're planning a solo adventure. Yeah, so if you're excited for this and more of my travel series on this podcast, please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Great Morning Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, of course, we have to start with our gratitude. I'm definitely feeling really, really grateful today because I don't have any food allergies. And one thing that I have found while traveling is it can be really hard to navigate food allergies or intolerances and things you don't eat for cultural reasons or whatever. It can be really hard to navigate that in a foreign country. So like here in Spain, it is really hard to be a vegetarian or vegan. Pretty much everything has ham in it and I'm neither, so I don't have this problem. And of course, there are places that you can eat, like you're not going to have nothing, but you will be quite limited to potatoes and I'm really glad that I don't have a life-threatening illness. So, you know, if someone who's a vegetarian orders meat and that's not like an allergy to meat, then that's obviously really, really annoying. But I feel like having an allergy just adds on that layer of stress. Like if you're allergic to peanuts and you ask them for no peanuts and then it happens to cross-contaminate because of some mix-up in the translation – I just feel like that's such a stressful situation and I'm really glad that I don't have to deal with that. I'm very, very fortunate about that. The second thing I am grateful for is that we're really close to a beach. I am 100% a beach person. I love going to the beach. I love lying in the sun and relaxing and I love swimming. Actually, I don't really love lying in the sun that much. I can do it for a little bit, but I get sunburned really easily and so under an umbrella near the beach is always way nicer but I really love swimming I love going in the water I will say the beach here is really really busy and touristy and not the nicest beach I've been to but I'm reminding myself to be grateful that we have a beach in the first place and I love being by the sea I can't imagine living in a country that doesn't have an ocean near it I I don't know how they live but anyway that's just my opinion. I love the beach. I love being able to swim. So really grateful for that. And the final thing I'm grateful for is that I've managed to get all my classes approved, not without a fight with all the uni, but we managed to get there in the end. And now that everything has been sorted, I don't have classes on Friday. So I'm already looking at things I can do for long weekends. Like I really want to go back to Paris, really want to do Disneyland. Although I kind of will explain a little bit on this podcast. Not sure if I want to do it by myself, but 
I really want to go travel some more and hoping to see some cool places in the winter as well, thinking about where I can go in December. So yeah, I'm getting really, really excited about all those things and I'm just really grateful that I get to be here and experience them all as well. And of course, and now it's your turn to think of three things that you're grateful for, whether that's something about yourself, a personality trait, a body part, things like that. Or it can be a big thing, you know, your trips coming up and things like that. So yeah. that you have your three things and you're hopefully feeling a little more grateful and happy to be here I will get into today's episode so of course we are talking about solo traveling for those of you who don't know I've now done two solo travel trips so my first one I spent a month in South America I did two contiquis so I guess I was never really by myself which is kind of nice so I did two contiquis and then flew to Salamanca in Spain and did a month there learning Spanish in the school there. Um, with that, I was I had a couple of days in Madrid by myself and then in Salamanca I was staying in like a halls of residence type thing for international students. So I was with people there too. So not 100% by myself, but you know, still flew on that plane by myself and you know, I was still by myself in other ways. And then this is the second trip I've done. So I did 16 days around Europe, plus a couple extra days in London. And then the 16 days of the Kontiki, the time in London was with, well, technically without the Kontiki, but obviously all your friends who you just made on the Kontiki were still there, which was kind of nice. And then flew to Barcelona, did Portugal and stuff that was by myself but not really by myself as I'll get into. And yeah, now I'm here in a, staying in an apartment. I'm going to school here, you know, kind of settling into my new home, which is pretty exciting. So I do have a fair bit of experience solo traveling. And a lot of people ask me like, was I scared to solo travel? And I guess it comes back to kind of what I said last week in that I'm not a person who thinks things through a lot. So when someone's like, there's this opportunity to go overseas I'm always like yes sign me up for that and just go I don't really think about the fact oh I'm gonna be by myself for two months three months six months I just assume I'll be fine and you know pretty much all the time you make it through these things and you work out a way to get through them and you do get out the other side so I would say if the only thing stopping you from solo traveling is like a fear of being by yourself whether it's a fear of being lonely or a fear of you know, something actually terrible happening to you, I would say just do it anyway because you learn ways and I'll give you more tips as we go through this, um, but you learn ways to kind of overcome those things and just have a really good time. So of course I will start off with the pros of solo traveling since I love it so much. The first and I guess the most obvious and biggest pro is the flexibility that you get. So when you're 
I don't know how many group chats you're a part of where people are like, oh my gosh, let's go here for a week. Let's go on a road trip. And then nothing happens for years because no one wants to be that person who has to actually like organize it and then no one knows where to go and you can't agree on times and dates and it's just so messy. Solo traveling takes all of that away. You can pick how much you want to spend on your trip, where you want to go to, how long you want to go for, when you can get time off, everything like that. You decide, which maybe it's a bad thing if you don't like making decisions, but generally it's better for most people because they get to do it when that suits them. And then, again, once you're actually in those cool countries and things, you can do the things that you want to do. So if you want to see these three cities then you can go and see those three cities it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks doesn't matter what anyone else is doing because you're by yourself I think that's a really really cool thing that kind of reminds you that no one else's opinion really matters because if you're on the other side of the world visiting cool places it's gonna be cool if other people are like oh that country wasn't so special to them to go and visit it doesn't even matter I don't know I think it's really, really cool to solo travel and just experience the places that you want to see and not have to kind of be compromising constantly with someone who might not want to see those places. But again, if you have friends or family or whatever that are into the same things as you, then you might not have this issue at all. It's just something to think about. And I really like solo traveling because I can just, I don't have to like constantly consult with other people. I know like when I was on my Kentucky, there were some like groups of friends and who were really kind of intimidated by going by themselves because they'd come with a friend. So like on a night out, for example, they'd be like, oh, I came with my friend or family member or whatever. And then they would travel overseas, so they should do everything together. And then, well, what if one of them wants to go out or one of them doesn't? Yeah, I don't know. Things got a little bit complicated. And most of them managed to navigate through it and most of them realized that, you know, you just have to accept that your travel buddy is going to want to do different things to you and you guys don't have to spend every single minute of the trip together. This is obviously a lot easier when you and your travel buddies join a group, a bigger group, because then, you know, one of you can go off with a group and the other one can go off with a different group and kind of makes things a bit easier if it's just the two or three or four or whatever of you can be a little bit harder especially if it's only two of you to just kind of do your own thing but learning to navigate the times when you are with new people and new friends can be a little more difficult and it's something that I honestly haven't thought about at all if I want to go out on a night out I can go out and if I don't want to go I don't have to go and I don't have to think about what anyone else is doing which is kind of nice the freedom is really nice and you learn a lot about yourself and what you enjoy and what your boundaries are where your comfort zone ends and when's a good time to push yourself out of your comfort zone as well i also think that solo traveling really helps you forces you to make new friends because you're so pushed out of your comfort zone like on contactees and things even though you're with a whole bunch of other people even in hostels you're staying with like hundreds of other people you're probably sharing a room with like 10 other people so there's heaps of opportunities to make new friends when you're traveling regardless of if you're by yourself or with other people but it can be really easy to just stick with your travel buddies even when you're in those group settings because it's the person you know that's the person you're really close to and you have a connection with so you don't need to make friends but 
I feel like solo traveling forces you to make those friends. So if you are going with friends or family, um, I would just say you have to really push yourself to make those friends and have the confidence to go up and talk to people. Whereas solo traveling, it's a little bit more like you don't have a choice because you have to have some friends while you're there. Otherwise, you will have no one to talk to and it can be really hard. I mean, I've become a lot more confident in talking to new people and things like that. So really like solo traveling for that reason. Just to kind of sum up, I think solo traveling really helps to teach you about yourself. So kind of touch on this, but it really, really helps you to learn more about yourself, to push yourself. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And the new friends I've made, it's honestly so easy to make friends while traveling. Like everyone gets worried about it because regardless of whether you're by yourself or with a group, it's always quite daunting to be like, oh my gosh, I have to go and talk to people. But when you're solo traveling, everyone wants to be friends with other solo travelers or even just like other small groups of travelers, like pairs or three groups of three. So it's really, really easy. I would not be worried about making friends as a solo traveler. If you go into a hostel, there's always other solo travelers. If you're on a group tour, always other solo travelers. It is really, really easy. And you know, those friends might not become your lifelong besties that everyone talks about in the movies, but they're going to be people who are also traveling and also want to go and do crazy things while in another country and just have the time of their lives. So I think they're always amazing friends even if you don't ever talk to them or see them after your trip so it's 100% worth it and if any excuse to make the friends so yeah I mean would not worry about that if that's your only fear again solo traveling if that's your fear do not stress about it everyone wants to make friends while solo traveling and you will be fine even if you don't feel fine some moments you will be fine The thing is, though, I will say with solo traveling, it helps to have a little bit of flexibility in your plans, because if you have quite, obviously, if there's things you want to do, things you want to see on certain days, you know, book those things in advance, you're going to get way better deals and save yourself a bit of money and do the things that you want to do, and you actually make sure you've got time to do all those things, but... I will say that solo traveling, especially if you're solo traveling to meet other people and you want to go on less spontaneous adventures with them, it is kind of nice to have a little bit of flexibility in your plans, you know. So, for example, after the mic on Tookie, I obviously had plans to go to Barcelona, but I also had a few weeks off where I didn't have anything booked, but my classes hadn't started yet. So I could go to Portugal with someone who also wanted to go to Portugal and we could go together and it was really great. And then the other girls who I met also had a few more weeks off and they were like, hey, you really want to go see Barcelona? We're going to come visit you and then we could go to Barcelona together. So I think that there's a huge benefit in keeping your plans quite flexible as a solo traveler. If you're anything like me, it can be really stressful because I hate last minute booking. I feel like it always goes wrong. Something always happens, especially when you're trying to book things in a rush and it's just very stressful, but it does pay to be a little bit flexible at times. Have your main things booked, you know, your flight there and your flight home and, you know, certain tickets, maybe especially at the start of your trip so you've got kind of a get of flow going I suppose and meet people along the way and then yeah keep some flexibility in your trip as well 
definitely recommend staying in a hostel if you're a solo traveler it's really good to make friends even a lot of hostels these days do private rooms so if you're you know maybe you're just not into the whole sharing a bunk bed with a group of random strangers that's cool I also wasn't super stoked with it but you can definitely get hostels that only have four six people in the room and quite often if you're a female you can get female only rooms so it's really really easy to do that I would 100% recommend staying in hostels. I feel like, especially in Europe, they're not that bad. People think they're going to be super dodgy and dirty and gross. And you know, they're not the nicest places to stay, but they're so cheap and the best way to meet new people. And you know, if you're a little bit introverted, just space them out. Don't stay in a hostel in every city every night, you know. Maybe when you're on the coast somewhere relaxing, you can have an apartment to yourself. And... That can be your two or three nights where you can just chill out and not talk to anyone for a few days. But yeah, hostels are a really great way to meet people and I would definitely recommend doing them if you're a solo traveler. But it does kind of bring me on to one of the cons of solo traveling, which is that it can be more expensive, which sounds a little weird, but it's both from the big things and the little things. So hostels, obviously the price doesn't really change. You know, you buy yourself or you're with two or three, you just pay for how many beds you want and that's fine, you know, done, whatever. But anywhere else you're going to stay, you're going to end up paying probably what is kind of like a single supplement on tours that you do because you're by yourself so that can't pair you up with someone. You're going to end up having to pay for the whole apartment yourself, even though there's a double bed and a sofa bed and could technically sleep three or four people. You're going to have to pay for it by yourself because you are by yourself. Again, this is why I highly recommend keeping your plans flexible and booking things with the people that you meet because it makes it so much cheaper and easier. But yeah, solo traveling is a little bit more expensive. And it's even the little things that you don't really think about. So like eating out, like it's really easy to go out and if you have a group of travel buddies, grab a few plates and share them. But like you can't do tapas in Barcelona by yourself because, well, you can if you're really hungry, but it can be a lot more expensive to do it that way and you don't get to try as many things. So yeah, it's a little harder from that perspective. But again, that is why it's really important to actually force yourself to make friends, stay in hostels, talk to new people. Everyone is really lovely and everyone wants to make new friends. So it's way easier than you're making it out to be in your mind. And it's so much fun. So much fun meeting new people. So wouldn't be worried too much about that. Kind of leading into that, you can get a little bit more lonely like because there are going to be moments where you are by yourself, like me right now. So I'm sitting in my room by myself, even though I'm in Barcelona. But <laughs> it can be a little bit more lonely. You, you don't always have someone who you know you can talk to all the time, especially when you're traveling to another time zone. Like right now, all of my family at home, all my friends at home are asleep, so I can't even you know, call them or anything. I have to find friends here. And if you're solo traveling, you've just landed in a new country or a new city, it can get a little bit lonely and it can even be a little bit more stressful. Like if you're lost on the way to your hostel, then you have to ask some random on the street or, you know, you have to like find your way around, you get lost again. 
those situations can be a lot more stressful when you're by yourself and you don't have someone to kind of be reassuring you that everything is going to be okay. So if you are a stressor like me, solo traveling can be really, really hard. But you have to know that those stressful moments do pass and the lonely moments do pass. There are always ways to make new friends, even if you just go for a walk outside, put your headphones in, listen to a podcast, you know, maybe you could listen to some more of these episodes. And I promise you that you'll get out of it. And there are definitely heaps and heaps of ways. I can probably do a whole episode on how to overcome loneliness and homesickness while you're traveling. So let me know if that's something that you're interested in. Because I'll probably tie that into kind of the culture shock episode that I'll do a little later about moving to Spain and differences between Spain and New Zealand. There's definitely things you can you can overcome those small things for sure. Kind of tying into that, I suppose solo traveling can also be a little less safe because you're more likely to be by yourself at night. But again, this is why it's really important to make friends while you're traveling and make sure you go home in pairs and sometimes you just kind of learn that okay yes I have to pay for this uber to get me home by myself but that 10-15 euros that it's going to cost me to get home is going to make you a lot more safe you can turn on your location sharing so that you know family at home or friends that you've met traveling can see where you are and things like that and yes okay again you're going to spend a little bit more money but it's probably worth it for your own safety and you do kind of learn those things you just kind of have to keep your wits about you and you'll be fine I think that's most places you just have a bit of common sense about where you are and what's going on around you and you will be fine finally the last little con I would say is it's really hard to get photos of yourself you're traveling by yourself you have to trust randoms strangers to take photos of you which can be really really daunting and I don't know I'm always really awkward when I'm when I'm in a hostel and everyone's trying to make friends with you it's all good but as soon as you're like in a place where you're surrounded by families and couples and locals you're like oh I feel a bit weird asking people to take photos of you but if you are willing to do that you can still definitely get some good photos get some self-timers set up and things like that as well there's heaps of good apps for setting up you know like burst shot type things so you can actually get a few different shots at once a lot of people say that like sharing those moments like you turn around and you're like oh look there's the eiffel tower or whatever and you have those moments of like oh my gosh it's so amazing and you have no one to share it with but i don't know i kind of like that it forces you to sort of step away from what everyone else might be thinking in that moment and just be like oh my gosh I'm finding this amazing I'm actually here and getting really excited and realizing that you don't need to share it with everyone else like you kind of realize solo traveling that other people are so stuck in their own little worlds and you don't really need to share every single moment of every single day with them Another tip of solo traveling is actually not to do that, not to post live your locations and things. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think definitely you get off technology a little bit more when you're solo traveling and just really learn how to experience things and enjoy things for yourself instead of for other people, which is obviously a huge benefit. 
Oh my gosh, I don't know how I keep making these episodes so long, but anyway, I think I will wrap up now. I can definitely do another episode on safety as a solo traveler because that is probably a huge topic in itself that I'm sure a lot of people are interested in. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, you want any more tips and things, feel free to chuck me a DM on Instagram at The Great Morning Podcast. I love answering your questions and I love chatting to you guys and getting to know my listeners. So yeah, I hope you've learned something from this episode. I hope you give me a follow, subscribe. It really, really does help me out. And oh, one other thing. I have to double check actually. I think my the week that this is released will also be the week that my Instagram takeover is going live on the 360 International Instagram page for the University of Auckland. So if you want to see a little bit more of content of Barcelona, a sneak peek at what my podcast will look like in about a month, highly recommend going check going to check them out. I hope you put a huge smile on your dial and have a great morning. Mm-hmm.